Today's episode of Tales of the Voidfarer is presented by the Project Derailed Patreon. If you are enjoying Tales of the Voidfarer, Fables Around the Table, or any of the other content that we create, please consider becoming a patron. Get access to patron VIP channels on our Discord server, extended Q&A episodes, and a patron-exclusive monthly podcast, Derailed Off the Rails, all now on a single $5 subscription tier. Head over to patreon.com slash projectderailed for more info. Previously on Tales of the Voidfarer. Corpses in the snow. These folks aren't dressed for the weather. They have no weapons, no rations. Somebody brought them here. I mean, they didn't come willingly. And you brush the frost away, and you see a brand. The tattoo looks like Gith, but over it appears to be a crude glyph. Keep an eye out for the pirates of Gith. They're the ones that give this brand. You see movement out of the corner of your eye. A spectral barn owl look at you and turn and fly off. Marco would probably just start going towards it. (laughs) Okay. Marco, you have seen a strange apparition, seemingly an ethereal owl that doesn't look terribly dissimilar from Tashi. Not to be confused with your giant space hamster named Tashi, but Tashi, the owl familiar of your long lost friend, Hannah. You see it down the hall and fly around the corner out of sight. Okay. So, yeah, I'm just following behind, watching this owl go fluttering away. Sure. As you follow down the corridor, Agnes the owlbear raises her head and just kind of lazily watches you as you pass. You get down to the end of the corridor. There is like an opening to the outside here, but it looks like the owl dipped into a door that leads to a staircase that continues down. Um, Seemingly like a side staircase to the main staircase that you descended to get down to this level from above. And as you turn the corner to look down the staircase, you don't see the owl anymore, but it did look like it went this way. I'm going to look around at first. All right. No present danger, only a friendly owlbear, and uh, I'm just going to keep following it. Yeah. Um, yeah, assuming, is, is it going down, or did it look like it was going down? Uh, yeah, it actually doesn't look like there's a way to go up currently. The the upstairs is collapsed uh, about halfway up, in that video game sense where the creators obviously <laughs> want you to go down. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Looks up, goes, okay, <laughs> and I'm going to start heading down. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you head down. The stairs are relatively intact, but a little slippery, but you can manage them just fine. You get to the bottom landing, and you hear distant sound of voices. Okay. Um, hmm. Can see, coming through the opening into the corridor on this level, a faint orange glow, flickering like a fire. I'm going to approach slowly, um trying to see if I can, like, find any way that I can see what's going on in that other room without getting too close. I assume you're trying to, like, remain undetected? Uh, yeah. All right, go ahead and make a stealth check for me. That's what I thought. Okay, so that is a... That is a nine. Okay. Yeah, so you kind of, like, crouch down slightly and inch your way to the opening to kind of poke your head out. And as you approach, you can hear the conversation happening... I don't know how much longer we can hold out like this. And then another voice says, well, we got to do the best that we can. Here, fire's getting a little low. Throw another one on. And as you peek around the corner, you see that there is a fire burning in the middle of a group of nine or ten individuals. And you see kind of closest to the fire, 
a half-orc man who is saying these words to a Gitzerai, and then you see that there is also a Duragar woman sitting there as well, and then a spattering of other people. Uh, can you tell which characters are important here? A spattering <laughs> of other people of various races. Uh, they're all wearing, like, basically rags, uh, and definitely not outfitted for this weather, although some seem to have makeshifted heavier clothing out of whatever rags or that they could find. And they are kind of all huddled around this fire, and you see the Gezerai reach down and pick up a book and throw it on the fire. Mm. And that is when you notice that this entire fire is made out of books. Ooh. Um, that they're all huddled around trying to keep warm. So I think that dropping all survival pretense... <laughs> Uh, um, Marco is going to come scurrying into the room. Um, mm. like, wait, 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 hold on a second. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Typical so, grad student, though. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, and like, you already noticed that, like, before you even did that, the Duragar had, like, looked over and immediately saw you. And then you see that and you come out anyway. And they all kind of stand up and take like slightly defensive postures. And the half-orc gentleman that spoke earlier says, uh, we're surviving. What does it look like? Um, oh, okay. Um, so this is an interesting situation. Hello. Um, I am Marco Astorio. Um, an archaeologist, and I could probably use what you're burning. Um, how would you like a location that has far more supplies if you stop burning those? Look, it's, I mean, you're warm welcome to, like, come keep warm. We know, look, we, I, we've all had a rough time. Like, I can imagine we've all been through it, um, getting yourself wound up here. And, uh, it's, it's fine. Here, come sit. He kind of gestures for you to sit by the fire. Um, I think in- inherently, like, I'm not going to necessarily say suspicious, but certainly Marco is kind of, like, a little confused at-, at what's going on here. And he just kind of, like, stands still for a second and says, why are you here? Um, what, do you- what do you think I'm here? The half-orc is going to say, well, we're- we've all been stranded here. You, you, you weren't... The Gethzerai is going to say, No, of course he wasn't stranded here. Look at his coat. He's dressed for this weather. He knew where he was coming here. He came here deliberately. Yes. And um, then you see the half-orc kind of, kind of like nod, like, yeah, that, that makes sense. Kind of sigh. And then you see the gray-skinned dwarf, this female Duragar, speak up and say, Does that mean you have a ship, then? And you see this kind of, like greedy, intense look in her eyes. Did you see a spectral owl come through here? <laughs> what? An owl, like a, a, a an owl, but kind of like shimmering and glowing. No, we didn't see anything like that. Huh, weird. Yes, but as you were saying, I do not have a ship. However, I have a ship that's coming back to get me. Do you now? Can I make an insight check on that? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> That's a six. Um, they think it's, uh, I mean, like, yeah, you got a ship. That's mildly interesting to them, <laughs> as best you can tell. <laughs> no reason why they would be desperately uh, interested in that information. It's just a, well, just a neat little tidbit. <laughs> considering that you're stranded here, I think that we can make a deal. The half-orc kind of crosses his arms. I mean, I'd be interested in hearing you out. Well, if you can help me get a better outlook on this place, everything that you've seen, as well as help my crew scavenge for food and whatnot, um, we can get you a ride off of here. The half-orc kind of raises his eyebrows, and he goes, huh, just like that. I mean, is there any reason that it wouldn't be that simple? I mean, I don't want you all to die of freezing to death here, but I mean, at the same time, I also need as much information about this place as I possibly can, and you all could have been here for a while scavenging, so, you know, it's, it kind of works out. So it's, it's a mutually beneficial arrangement. Well, let's just say that um, the people we've run into 
recently haven't been so altruistic. Oh, well, I mean, you're in luck then, because we are far more altruistic than I'm assuming the people you've run into, if I'm assuming they tried to kill you. Oh, well, I mean, if by kill us, strand us here on this godforsaken frozen rock and call it a mercy. Wow. You need better friends. The Gizzerai snorts with a smirk and doesn't say anything. On that note, though, I don't know if I should speak for all of my all of my friends. So what if maybe, like, two of you come with me, we chat it out, I'll, I'll, I'll get a couple of my people together, and we can see if we can work together. We're about... Uh, we're, we're, we're about the same size, so, you know. The half-orc kind of thinks about that and says, All right. Works for me. <clears throat> I'm Heron, by the way. Heron? A pleasure to meet you, Heron. I'm Marco Astorio, Kratorian scholar. He shakes your hand, and then he says, This is Rinzar. He gestures to the Githzerai. And then Briamera. He gestures to the Duragar. And I'm sure I'll meet the rest of you lovely individuals later. Oh, you're all wearing red shirts. It's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> it's all they could find. <laughs> Thank you for laughing at that sake, right? <laughs> I <enjoyed> that. <laughs> <laughs> uh heron will say all right me and rinzar will come with you to meet with your friends bromera you're in charge and she'll nod she's like fine i guess and so we will um get walking um while we do so i will actually um cast flaming sphere and have it rolling beside us oh to um, try to help keep them warm a little bit they both kind of startle at first, and, like, Rinzar actually, like, kind of drops into, like, a martial arts stance at first. And then when he sees what you're doing, kind of relaxes. And Heron is going to say, that's a useful trick. Thank you. Oh, uh, of course. I mean, it's the, you know, just being kind and whatnot. The, the idea that they were ready to fucking fight just completely goes over Marco's head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, uh... Rinzar, after he kind of like drops his stance, uh, he's going to say, "Are the rest of you as capable?" Oh yes, yes, of course. Um, as a matter of fact, most of them are far better than I am. Um, I just know a couple of spells and tricks. I mean, they're actual like you know fighters and strong. I mean, you you know you should meet um, oh it's just some of my compatriots. Like my my friend Ravnus is an amazing fighter, one of the best I've ever met. And my friend Flapwing could sell ice to someone living on this planet. <laughs> <laughs> Rinzar and Heron are going to an exchange a glance. Well, I look forward to meeting them then. Lead the way. And so, um, I think we walk up before I just lead them straight into where the others are camping out. I think I would tell them to wait for a second and I would go and get the others. So first, as soon as you all get into the hallway, Heron's immediately going to grab you by the back and pull you back in. Don't you see that there's an owlbear right there? <laughs> oh, that's just Agnes. Don't worry about that. What? That's Agnes. It's, it's, it's fine. Listen, one of, ours, one of our people is exceptionally good with, um, with, with taking care of animals. Um, quite amazing, actually. But yeah, yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> they both look like they don't believe you. <laughs> But after you, like, insist and, like, continue onward and, like, you're not immediately mauled, they kind of glance nervously at each other and follow. It's like, Agnes, it's okay. They are they are friends. Yeah, I, as soon as, like, you approach, Agnes sees you and then sees the others and kind of, like, her, her feathers rustle and she growls but otherwise doesn't get up. And they kind of, like, hesitate nervously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she's not used to... Maybe just stay back there. I'll keep the flaming sphere. Um, actually, I will just, like, call. I was like, Hey, um, Ravnus, Flapwing, can you can you come here for a second? Yeah, coming. Ravnus goes there. Flapwing hops off of the back Willard. of Willard. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Or do you ride Willard out there? <laughs> no, no. I think I was... Uh, I mean, honestly, when Marco's like, my friends are so capable, it, like, cuts the fucking Flapwing, like, giggling as he's, like, tickling an owlbear. <laughs> 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 Proving to be the least capable person in the party. So, yeah, they're just playing. He's not I don't playing. know. Have you seen Merrick? 
This is true. This is true. All right, fair enough. <laughs> God, Merrick's there to just put luck be in perspective. Merrick's there to be beautiful. He's the himbo he for is. a reason. He is the himbo. <laughs> he's, he's the squad himbo. <laughs> but yeah, so you guys go out into the hallway and you see that Marco is now being accompanied by this like tall, broad-shouldered half-orc and a kind of slender githzerai. And they're both, like, basically wearing, like, tattered, beat-up clothing um, that's not nearly uh, heavy enough for this weather. Although it looks like they have, like, found various cloths and wrapped around their hands and exposed skin where they can. It doesn't look like it's that effective, but it's, it's like, kind of the best thing they got. So, yeah, you guys come out and you see Marco with these two scruffy-looking survivors. (laughs) Oh, I found some of the stranded survivors. Oh, uh, 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 great. That's great. Um, how many people are there, Nick? There's, there's two. Oh, just two. Okay. Uh, there's only the two. Uh, I say, wow, uh, uh cool. Well, it's, uh, it, it's nice to meet you. I'm Flapwing. Hello. Um, your friend has told us a little about you. Sure. Uh, Marco here. Um, I'm, I'm Heron and this is Rinzar. Um, we are kind of the de facto leaders of uh, a small group of survivors, the rest of which are downstairs. Right. Uh, this is Ravnus. Sorry, I have forgot. I usually have to introduce her. So there are more of you? There are. Uh-oh. Um, how many of you are there? Does that matter? Um, I, like, kind of squint a little bit. And I say, um, Marco, can I talk to you for one sec? <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Okay. Quick sidebar. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, bud, remember when we were on that, uh, that, that planet and there was like a lot of people and we could only take so many of them because our ship can't accommodate everyone? Oh, yes. Um, but there's not, I mean, there's only like nine of them last I saw. Okay. We have finite resources while we're down here on the planet. I don't want to stretch them any more than we have to. Well, I think the idea was being to try to be altruistic and try to help them hunt for... Uh, things to keep them alive long enough for us to give them a ride off of here. Okay. Um, that's good. Uh, are they, do they have resources they can share with us or? Well, not really, no, but they also don't have a ship and we know that we're getting out of here in what, a couple days? Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully we, yeah, we're getting out of here in a couple days for sure. I mean, Val's coming back to get us, right? She wouldn't leave us, her most trusted and loved triplets, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, She wouldn't just forget that we're here. You're right. No, but she can't come back until the storm breaks. Yeah, who knows how long that's going to be. At the speed of plot. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what if we're down here for two weeks or a month or longer? I mean, I mean I five think... to seven episodes. Who knows? <laughs> I guess it's it's good to have more, you know, people to look out for. But they are more mouse. If you let me ask you this, do they all look uh, competent? I guess, or you know, I, I mean, I I, I don't want to just you know leave people behind if they don't look like they're going to pull their weight. But we do have to think about ourselves a little bit. At least the three named ones look like it. Oh, good. <laughs> well, let's just um, take them. But in seriousness, Marco's going to say, I mean, they looked fine. I mean, a little haggard, but certainly more than enough to pull their weight. And I'm certain there's plenty of things around here that could be used. But I mean, I, I don't think that we're in such a dire situation that we could be here for months or years at a time. I mean, should we just immediately go to survival mode just because Val might be an extra day or so? I kind of scrunch up my nose and look at Ravnus. I think that we should be. We don't know if it's going to be a couple days or a week. We don't have that many rations. But if we can help them scavenge, find some more food around here. I mean, this is a massive place. And also, really great on preservatives. I mean, have you seen what you can do with, you know, freezing technology? But Marco isn't the whole reason that we're down here to do our mission as quickly as possible. Well, yes, of course. And I mean, they can also help in that regard, too. That's more hands for excavation. (sighs) (laughs) Who's senior here? Who's in charge of the mission, now that I think about it? Well, I remember it was technically me, but I have a feeling that that's probably not the case whenever I brought a bunch of strangers to the (laughs) camp. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't Do know. Do we know that we can trust them is the other issue? Yeah, well, you know, you, I'll say, you all would probably be a better judge of that than I am. I'm usually not the best at reading people that way. Well, why did they say they were here? Oh, uh, they were stranded here. By whom? Uh, did they say? You didn't ask. I didn't ask that question. You're right. You're right, Interior. You asked them remarkably little. (laughs) I I lean over Marco's shoulder. I say, Hey, who stranded you here? Uh, They kind of exchange a look, and then Heron like nods to Rinzar, and he turns and kind of with a sneer says, Yastrara the Remorseless. She sounds lovely. (laughs) Captain of Vlacketh Scowl. Ravnus uh, visibly tenses at that. Her charisma isn't all that high. She just looks like scared and very like tense. And she she just says like, no, Marco, we we shouldn't do this. We shouldn't get involved in this. But Rinzar, the, the Githerai is going to say in Ravnus's direction, a name you're familiar with. She's going to lie and say no. Can I roll uh, insight on that? Yeah, go ahead. He's going to roll too. So I have to roll deception. Yep. I only got an well, 11. Marco is just going to say during this, goes, what? It can't be all bad. She stranded them here. Then that means she's not coming back. <laughs> oh, sweet baby Marco. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did, uh, oh, what did Ramis get? Biscuit. On... That was a three, but it was almost a 20. God. <laughs> But I sort of established that she's like not very good at lying, so that that yeah. tracks. So what is it that Ravna says? She just says no that she's that she's never heard the name. Yeah, this gets their eye. Rinzar cocks an eyebrow and says, "I'm sure." What did uh What did Flapwing get? Eleven. So yeah, Flapwing, you kind of know that Ravnus is full of shit I, as well. Marco, I'm sure, is clueless. <laughs> Marco didn't even roll. That's not... Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking back and forth between this new crew and Ravnus, and like my eyes are huge because I think this is the first time I've ever seen Ravnus scared or like lying for a, some reason mm-hmm. that I didn't tell her to do. Uh, so, <laughs> like, I'm I'm fucking freaked right now. Ravnus does not get scared. Ravnus has never told a lie ever. <laughs> Scrib? Honest Rav. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, may I make a compromise then? So, it, it, it seems that this is a port... What if I just... I have the ability to create fire. If we could get some enough supply, like enough like wood or something together, I can start them a fire to keep them alive long enough. And if they survive to the point where Val gets back, we can see it. We can talk with Val and we can see where it goes. Also, considering that this is a library, there could be a goodberry spell laying about. And if I learn that, I can just create a never-ending supply of food. I I don't know, Marco. Do do whatever you want to do here. You're you're in charge, like you said. And Ravnus is going to walk away. Huh. Well, that was weird. <laughs> Sweet baby Marco. Um, so Did she Marco- seemed like she was acting strange to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Marco, the one thing that you do kind of realize now, and it like never really clicked until now, like there's not a whole lot of burnable stuff. Um, you really haven't seen a whole lot. And even the fire that you guys created in your camp was created, uh, through like a survival, like gelatin that comes in a jar that Roxana had like specifically for this occasion. Mm, Is it green? It is. Oh, fuck (laughs) that thing. That stuff is good. It's not. You can eat it. You can wipe it. You can. (laughs) All right. Whatever. (laughs) It's really multi-purpose goo. Burn it. Yeah. Mm. This is not dissimilar from the little, like, canisters you put under catering tins. Oh, I see. <laughs> but they're, like, it's, like, an alchemical, like, survival fire. Okay. Um, in fact, it's something that Brohane, like, created. We don't need your little world building here, Nick. <laughs> no, just kidding. That rules. Well, fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> I will drop all the little lore tidbits. I love it. <laughs> so, I'm actually going to look back to... Rinzar and Heron and say, 
Unfortunately, we, we, we don't have a lot of, um, supplies to spare. So we, I mean, we have to think of ourselves first and foremost, but what if I say, what if we make a deal here? Heron even speaks up and says, I think if we can make an arrangement for passage off of this planet by means of your ship, then I think that's a fair trade, whatever it is that you would ask of us in return. Oh, fair enough then. Um, if that is the case... Especially um, if all if all you want is information. Oh, yes. I mean, information, anything else that you find while you're searching for things to burn, um, please bring it to me first before you burn it. Mar- Marco? Yes? I, what, what? Just, like... I mean, this is... Shouldn't you consult the rest of the crew? I mean, I know that you love information, but this seems just a little bit selfish, maybe? Well, I was about to say that I was actually going to ask Val whenever we got here. I can't speak for Val and her ship, but the idea being that if once they got here, as long as we can give them a ride if we're able to... Ben, you do still have a sending stone to Val. Oh, yeah. That's right. I do have one of those. <laughs> Who are you talking to? What? Nothing. <laughs> Cyrus. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, it's the narrator. Don't worry about it. <laughs> right there on the other side of that fourth wall. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, I have a sending stone. To I can figure this out immediately. So I will uh, pull out a sending stone from my pocket and go, um, Val, are you there? Marco, how can I help you? Val, oh, yes. Um, hi, how's it going up there? Great. Good, We're good. Just- cruising. How is it going down there on the terribly inhospitable ice planet? <laughs> oh, absolutely awful. I mean, it's it's, it's really terrible, but <laughs> we're going to make some progress and we found survivors down here stranded by... Who was it you were stranded by again? I don't say into the sitting stone. <laughs> you put your hand over the sitting stone. <laughs> <laughs> who was it that you were stranded by again? Yastrara the Remorseless. A pirate yes. of Gith, Captain. I uh, was stranded by Yasara the Remorseless? He nods. Ruthless? Okay, Remorseless. Probably both. <laughs> Could we potentially give them a ride off the planet if they survive until the storm is over? Um, I mean, do you trust them? And, I mean, one, how many are there? And two, do you trust them? Uh, about nine or ten. And, I mean, it's me, so I don't know how trustworthy I can be on judgment on that. Well, at least you're aware of it. <laughs> they they seem fine, but I will say that it, they at least gave Ravnus and uh, Flapwing um, a little bit of a concern. Huh. As a matter of fact, you... here, I'll put Flapwing on. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, hand Flapwing the phone. <laughs> hey, 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 Val. Uh, I'm walking away with the Sending Stone. Uh, and I'm saying, okay, Val, did you? Is Marco in charge? Because because uh, he's he's making some decisions, and I'm not sure that that everybody agrees with them. And <laughs> Marco is technically in charge, but I thought that you would be able to perhaps work amongst yourselves to sort out any differences that might happen. Well, uh, of course we can. You know, like crewmates. And adults. Uh, yeah, uh, but but <laughs> somebody dangled a book in front of Marco, so I don't know if he can be reasoned with at this point. <laughs> I, 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 I need to talk with Ravnus, and I need to figure out uh, the the uh, whatever Gulag the insatiable, uh, who that is, and why she responded in the way that she did, and and then I think we'll be able to make a more informed decision. Can you just say no to him for for the moment, or just say like? you need to think about it or something just (sighs) so you're telling me that your gauge of the situation is that we should not trust these people and give them a lie despite what Marco wants not not yet I mean maybe Ravenous just has indigestion or something but Val I'm a pretty good judge of character and I feel like there was something there and and we should get to the bottom of it before we just say yes whole cloth Excuse me. Val! <laughs> Val, I heard that. Sorry, over sorry, here. sorry. Um, I don't know what Coot put in lunch, but it's really not agreeing with me. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, she says, all right, tell them that a ride is a possibility, but we can't make any promises yet. 
try and learn what information from them that you can and about them and gauge if they are people that we can trust enough to get them off the planet. Right. Got it. Okay. So I'm sort of in charge right now. I'm putting you in charge of figuring out if these people are trustworthy. Got it, got it, got it. And I will trust your judgment on them about whether or not we allow them on the void. Understood. Okay, I'm on it, Val. How do you you hang this thing up? Give the phone back to Marco, please. Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) Give it back. (laughs) Yeah, you hand the sending stone back to Marco. Um, um, aren't you Marco- glad I threw out the regular rules for how sending stones work? Yeah, right. <laughs> Greater sending stone. <laughs> we had to call one. our mom. That could just go back and forth as much as you want. Yeah. Um, I'll just say to Val real quick, I assume it was worked out then and that we're right now in a gray area? Precisely. That's what I thought. Okay. That works. We can work with this. Try... Try and assess if they are trustworthy to bring them on my ship before you agree to bring them on my ship. I will trust yours and Luckbeak, or Flapwing, and Ravnus's judgment on this. Oh, don't worry. I trust Flapwing in, you know, Flapwing is a great judge of character. I'm sure he'll figure it out. Mm. Great. <laughs> I'm glad we're all on the same page. Turns it off. Like, I, I kind of, like, pocket the Sending Stone, and I kind of look at Flapwing and I go, isn't this how you're, like, kind of supposed to make friends? Oh, I mean, yeah, usually under less dire circumstances. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I guess so. All right. Um, I, I don't, I don't exactly know that shared trauma makes great friendships. But I mean, we can we can figure this all out. Let me. Can I? Can I just go check on something real quick? Well, that's fine. I need to go see somebody about an owl. Is that a euphemism for peeing, Marco? <laughs> uh, no, there was a. It, never mind, it's it's fine. Okay. Um, How long is this going to take? Uh, okay, um, this is going to take uh, uh, just a little... Uh, feel free to hang out at our camp for a little while. Okay. I'd scurry off to Ravnus. Let it be known, I didn't even agree to that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, they kind of like look to Marco and kind of gesture for him to lead the way, not trusting that they're not going to be accosted by the rest of your group the minute they walk in the door mm. unaccompanied. <laughs> Yeah, Marco will uh, will lead them. I imagine introductions happen to the rest of the group, but we're going to follow Flapwing. Okay. Hey, everyone. Nick Yurisiva here, your dungeon master and real, actual Yeti. Or at least I feel like it. Cleveland just got like 15 inches of snow literally yesterday, so I felt like I was actually in the frozen ruins of Lyceum Iconis. But anyway, thank you so much for listening to this fourth episode of Chapter 6 of Tales of the Voidfarer. Like I said at the top of the show, if you are enjoying listening to our Spelljammer shenanigans, we'd be incredibly appreciative if you considered supporting us over on the Project Derailed Patreon. Now with a new single $5 subscription tier, get access to our patron-exclusive Discord channel, extended Q&A episodes, and a whole extra podcast with the Derailed team just sits around in bullshits like we would be doing anyway. But you can listen in! Check out a clip of that chaos from our most recent episode at the end of this episode. And we know not everyone is able to pitch in, but you can always support the show at no cost to you by leaving a review on iTunes or simply spreading the word on social media. And as always, just thank you for listening. Visit patreon.com slash project derailed if you'd like to subscribe. You should give us a follow on our social media if you haven't already, at Voidfarer Podcast on Facebook and at Voidfarer Pod on Twitter. Let us know which is your favorite NPC currently traveling with the party and why is it Merrick? Are you like us and are entirely too online? Well, come over and be too online with us over on the Project Derailed Community Discord. We are always over there discussing anything and everything, swapping RPG stories, posting our Wordle results, and getting together for the occasional games of Jackbox, Among Us, or simply just to hang out. Head over to projectderailed.com discord to join in on the fun. Hey, do you like stuff? Do you want more stuff? Do you want stuff that has Voidfarer stuff on it? What about stuff to drink out of that has Fables Around the Table stuff on it? Buy our stuff at the Derailed Redbubble at bit.ly slash derailed shop. We got stuff. Theme song by Tom Goldthwaite with additional music by purple-planet.com. 
The next episode of Tales of the Voidfarer lands on Tuesday, February 1st, 2022. See you then. What is Ravnus doing? I, I was sort of imagining that there were little tents set up around the fire. Not not really, because you're already in an enclosed space, so the fire okay. was just kind of in the middle. It's like a big common space. Um, um, but there are, like, other rooms and stuff off of this corridor, one of which was the one that you and Ezerath were in that was open to the outside, but there are, like, other ones around. Yeah, she's going to go to one that doesn't have a giant hole in it to the outside where they could be, like, overheard. Yeah. Um, yeah, you find one. It looks like it was once a storeroom to hold spare artificing tools and supplies and raw materials. Most of the shelves are like kind of deteriorated and gone and just everything is kind of just rubble on the floor in here. Everything's dusty and covered with frost. Okay. Um, she, yeah, she went in there and uh, just sort of like sat down. Yep. You do see that there's like a couple doors off of this room that you imagine go into like adjoining various workshops and classrooms. Right. Um, she's just going to stay in like sort of like the main part of it. And uh, when Luckbeak walks in, she has something in her hands, but she shoves it back in her bag really fast. Uh, okay. I definitely narrow my eyes at that. Um, but I go, uh, hey, Rav. Um, is everything okay? Yeah, everything is fine. Besides Marco bringing random people into our group. Right, yeah. Um, real weird there. Um, hey, the person that they mentioned, is that somebody you know? You mean the person who stranded them? Yeah. Um... She is going to look slightly conflicted. I, yeah, it's someone I think that we shouldn't be messing with. Okay. Do you feel like this is somebody, you know, if we take these people off planet is going to try and take revenge on us? I don't know. I guess it would depend on if she noticed, but if it was traced back to us somehow, then yeah, that would put us in danger. I, 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 I don't, I don't want to, you know, bring up any, you know, bad memories or anything like that. But if I had some context for how, you know, vengeful or evil or psychotic, sociopathic this person is, it could really help sort of make this decision. It's all of the above. Whew, okay. Boy, you having that opinion about somebody is rough. Um, okay. Well, so you would rather not, right? I, I don't want to not help people, but if she's stranding them here, I mean... We don't have to help everybody, Ravnus. There's, there's, there's helping, and then there's, you know, martyrdom. And we don't want to become martyrs, you know? If we're martyrs, then we can't help more people. If, if pulling these people off planet gets us blown up, then, you know, maybe we let the next ship that comes by pick up these, you know, randos. It's okay to be to look out for number one sometimes. Yeah. Then I don't think we should do it. <sighs> but regardless if... Did Marco tell them what our ship is called? Oh. Um, <laughs> I don't... Do I remember, Nick? What Can I roll to remember? <laughs> I don't think he did. Um, Tanner, do you, re do you recall? Did you say that your ship is called the Voidfarer? Oh, no. Okay. Yeah, I don't think by, like, I think Marco would have at least held something back, but no, I, <laughs> I've i never said Voidfarer. Okay. I didn't think so. Okay. Then I'd say, no, I, I, don't, I don't think he said it. Okay. Then 
I think it's best that we don't get involved with Yastrara. Okay. Okay. Um, I mean, we'll take that back to Marco. Uh, that sounds good. Um, all right. I, uh, like I, I, I turn to walk away and then I turn back and I shake my head and I turn to walk away and then I turn back again. I'm like, if, 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 if you need to talk or anything and I cannot help myself, but I am like trying to very subtly look at what she has in her hand. Hmm. I think you could probably tell that it's fabric of some sort. Hmm. Uh, mm. Okay. Mm. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, then I say, uh, just let me know. I mean, I'm I'm here to talk if you need me. I know. And I walk away. Back in the other room, Marco, you led this group in and kind of explained the situation to the rest. Two, like, tenuous, like, okay, um... I guess this is happening. Uh, and they kind of <laughs> give you a concerned look, Roxana in particular. But nobody immediately objects to this group being here. <laughs> I think Marco would have at least picked up that, like, may- he has maybe made a faux pas that he didn't really realize he was doing. Uh huh. And he kind of, like, I think the high of seeing the owl is starting to wear off, and kind of the reality of uh, all of his situation is coming back to him. Mm hmm. And his mood's kind of shifting again, and he's kind of like, oh, oh, I fucked up again. Yeah. After they kind of sit down around the fire, kind of warm their hands, Rinzar, the Gizerai, is glancing over at Ezerath and says, is there going to be a problem? And Ezerath says, not at all. He nods and says, good. But you can see that Ezerath is like, has her arms crossed and has like a weird expression on her face, one of like disgust and judginess. I think uh, Marco seeing that even more is now kind of like, oh, I forgot about Ezerath. Mm. And then you do know that they're both get Zerai. Oh, yeah, that's right. I was about to say, aren't they both? But I guess not. Huh. Yeah, okay, so this is even more you're, weird. You, yeah, you're missing something. Marco is now just exceptionally confused. <laughs> so Heron is going to turn to you, Marco, and say, so um, you said that you were here investigating the ruins? Yes, um, yes, um... I couldn't imagine a scenario in which anyone would come here willingly. It's, um... uh, Let me... Hold on one second. Um, okay. Let me collect myself. Um, it is a location of great importance to a lost civilization that, uh, sprung up a long time ago, and there could be very valuable information here that could help a lot of people. So we organized this little expedition, thinking that this would have been a, as very reliable information has told me, a lush and temperate climate that turned out to not be the case. And Well, um, this, this place, I'm sure, hasn't been like that in a long time. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, um, nothing has gone right since we've gotten here. It's been a, it's been a great time. Yeah, and you're the ones with all the supplies. You can imagine how we feel. Yeah, I mean, you you had a certainly a terrible situation on your all's end. I mean, at least we were prepared for this. Um, but yes, um, either way, I I don't want to bore you with all of the technicals of what we're looking for. So, um, um, oh, I'm not very good with uh, conversations, especially about. Do you like books? Heron is going to say, I dabble. Oh, um... um Rin- Rinzar doesn't say anything. I have a friend who enjoys these T-Rex books or dinosaur oh, books. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's when Flapwing walks back in. <laughs> uh, I, I, hey, bud. I, uh, uh, can, can, I, can I steal you again for a sec? Um, yes, of course. Hey. Um, hey, you weren't you weren't talking about those romance novels, were you? I don't know what else to talk okay, about. All right, I mean, I could talk Odyssey about Odyssey does not want it, people to know that. I wasn't talking about Odyssey you were talking just about in me? general. I mean, I don't no, I don't I was read talking them. about you either. Okay, cuz I didn't borrow them from Okay, it doesn't matter. That's not what we're here to talk about. I mean, the point was is that it was making the implication that I enjoyed them even though I've never opened okay, one. Okay, okay. Okay, I see I right, I see where we're going. Marco, we we can't take them and i know that's hard but we 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 just don't have we don't have the the resources and we just can't do it 
Um, Flapwing, just from a logistical standpoint, this is nine people on the ship for the Voidfair. I mean, it would easily be able to take them to the next okay. planet. It's not a resources thing. I lied, and I have to stop doing that to you. If anonymously, if someone is uncomfortable, then I'm just telling you that someone is uncomfortable with their presence on the ship. And, you know, we have to look out for our team first. I'm kind of sensing that a lot of people are uncomfortable about this. Okay, you you got that, though. That's good. But you're <laughs> still but, kind of pushing for it? No, I'm just confused. Like, I thought the idea was was to be nice to people and help them but we have the means to do so. Even in the case, like, if, if the ship comes here in a week and would we have plenty of time to spare, I, I still don't understand the reason why we can't give a ride to the survivors. I mean, you're, you're dooming people to death because of no reason. Well, they're not doomed to death. I mean, they survived how long on this planet already? Did you get that? Um, oh, no, Marco, you didn't ask them anything, did you? <laughs> Well, considering their meager supplies, if we were to take into how long they could have possibly been here, along with the survival possibilities of your typical humanoid, I would say that if they don't have many food or supplies, most of them would be dead within the next three weeks. Probably the half-orc would last the longest. Marco, can we put out a distress signal here? Or a bounty, maybe, for somebody to pick them up? What if it's just not us? Are you okay with making other people uncomfortable? Oh, I'm fine with sending out a distress signal. Oh. Why didn't you say yeah, so? Yeah, okay, let's get back up to the void fair and do that. Whoo! Yeah, I was... <laughs> I was just didn't want to strand people for a certain death for the sake of someone not feeling 100% on board with them being on a ship. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm with you 100%. I agree. Um, Good. Okay, we're on the same page now. So we get up to the void fair and then we deal with it and i think that's a great idea and a great compromise and we're all adults and we're all friends i did i fuck up again no no marco you didn't fuck up it's fine you're okay bud um very well um i'll tell them that you both kind of notice as you turn away from this conversation that heron and rinzar are quietly whispering to themselves across the room um can I cast detect thoughts? Well, people know that I'm casting detect thoughts on them, right? Uh, not necessarily. I mean, what's the um, what's the the components of that spell? Components VSMA or VSM? Uh, yeah. So there's magic words and gestures. I mean, if I'm far enough away, I mean, they don't feel like a tingle in their brain or anything, do they? Uh, I don't think so. It should say in the description of the spell. I think they notice if you try to pry. Okay. Um, yeah, good. Okay, so then I'm going to, um, I'm going to, uh, um, hey, Marco, uh, can you, can, can you just excuse me for one sec? Yeah. Great. Sorry. I know. Confusing. Uh, I'm going to get far enough away that hopefully, uh, <laughs> I'm out of the notice of most people, uh, and I'm going to cast the tech thoughts on one of the two people talking. Sure. Which one? Uh, this was the Dwergar and the... No. No. The Durgar stayed behind. So right, it's who, the uh, Heron, which is the male half orc. He seems to be like the leader. Yep. Uh, and then Rinzar is the male Gazerai, uh, who is kind of like a second in command, you imagine. I'll cast it on Heron. Okay. Um, you immediately just get uh, like generally distrust, uh, apprehension, and it, the, honestly, uh, not not feelings too dissimilar than like what what you're feeling mm-hmm. uh, about them, but you also like sense like a desperation and like you glean enough to know that the conversation that they're having right now quietly between the two of them is basically like, what's the plan if this doesn't go our way? Okay. So this isn't like a secret that they're trying to keep. It's just them trying to, they are specifically trying to keep their voices down um, from being heard from anyone. That's obvious. Mm. Uh, but the intent is basically like they're they're strategizing. Nick, which one of these two looks dumber? Hard That's an unfair to, question. All right, I'm gonna say the half orc. Hard to say. Okay. Um. Fuck. I'm gonna dive deeper into his thoughts. Uh, yeah, I guess. Just wiggle on in there. 
Yeah, I feel shitty doing this. It's very intrusive. Uh, so he has to make a wisdom saving throw. Yeah. 11. Okay. Um, let's see. My spell casting is Charisma Mod, which means we are at 14. Okay, so he fails. Um, okay. Yeah. So as you are, you push deeper into his mind, and yeah, you can confirm that, like, there's a desperation there. This person is, he's kind of become the de facto leader of this small group, which uh, as you're kind of like digging through his thoughts, you learn that is actually a splinter of a larger group of survivors here in the city. And that this group actually left that group over a disagreement. The the leader of that group, uh, Agithyanki, was going to try and attack these giants that only just arrived a couple weeks ago to try and steal their ship to get off this planet. And this guy and his, his small group were the ones that basically are like, no, fuck that. That's a suicide mission. We're going to try and make our way on our own. And now the fact that they've run into you, someone who has a ship, this could be their only chance of survival. And basically they're talking about like, if you don't give them passage, they're trying to figure out who are they going to take hostage to try and get their way Jesus. off this planet because otherwise they will freeze to death and die. Mm. Okay. Uh, do I get any indication of how big the cell they splintered off from was? Um, you don't get an exact number because he like, right. He, you know, the way, the way thoughts and stuff and memories mm. and stuff work, he's not like this group that has exactly this many members. <laughs> right. It's just like the group and you get like a vague sense that it's like definitely significantly larger than his small band. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, I snap off. Uh, does does he know specifically that it was me who cast it, or is he like looking around trying to figure out? Yeah. So after that happens, he kind of like shakes and holds his head and uh, looks around and does immediately like look back to you and see you. I like. You kind of see him like furrow a brow and like turn and whisper something urgently to. Uh, his Githzerai friend. Okay. They both stand. I'm just, I'm pretending like I was not looking at him. I was looking at something past him. I start to squint my eyes and like put my hand over. I'm like, what is that out there? I wasn't reading your thoughts. <laughs> well, no, he knows. <laughs> not well. Yeah. This conversation uh, is fast becoming a confrontation. <laughs> uh, and... He's going to kind of turn to Marco and Marco, you've come back to the fire and you see these two have like suddenly kind of stood up like the demeanor has immediately shifted and Heron's going to look at you and say, well, well, are you going to get us off this hellforsaken rock or not? You can see that there's like kind of some anger in his voice now. Um, what, why, um, well, after do we consult- have a deal? What information do you need to know? We'll tell you anything. We just need to get off this rock. We will die. Um, well, after consulting with our captain, we might not have the room for everybody, but we can certainly put out a distress call as soon as we get onto our ship to make sure someone comes and gets you. You don't have room for nine fucking people on your ship. I cannot guarantee it. We not even what- to get us literally anywhere else um to the moon of this planet i don't give a shit it's probably more hospitable than here (laughs) listen i i really do sympathize i understand what you're going through but i cannot guarantee that right now my my people are concerned and worried that something bad might happen to them like what well like you all potentially taking the ship would be one. If if you give us a ride, why would we need to take your ship? I am unsure. I mean, stranger things have happened in this world. Um, I mean... I... I don't... He he kind of looks exasperated and frustrated and, and, and angry, and he just says, This... Uh, I... I don't understand Listen. why this... Why you can't just help us. 
literally ever since we met Quezath's group, things have just gotten worse and worse. Here I am thinking I'm trying to save the lives of these people from a suicide mission, and it's only gone to shit from there. Oh, I relate to that so hard. And now you have a ship that can potentially save our lives, and you won't do it. Can Ravenous overhear this? Y yeah, I would say he's yelling to the point where you could hear this. Okay. I think she's going to start to make her way over. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and as, as Heron is just kind of like having a meltdown, Rinzar is going to place his hand on, on his shoulder and say, Look, they obviously don't want to help us. There's no more sense in us staying. He says, kind of spitting the last few words as he glares at Marco. Let's go. And they both start to head towards the door. I mean, I don't, is anybody stopping them? Yeah, if they're no longer confronting Marco, then mm -hmm. Ravnus is going to let them go. Yep. Ravnus, you end up in the doorway, basically, as they're, like, starting to move towards the door. Do they say anything to her or just sort of keep Well, they, going? you're standing in the door. So, like, when they, they kind of stop and look to see what you're going to do. Um, and you see that Rinzar kind of, like, takes a little bit of a stance. Like, he's not sure if you're going to, like, try to stop them from leaving or not. Um, she steps aside them to go through the door if they want. They do. And they, they head down the hall in the direction that they came from with Marco originally. Okay. I think as they walk away, Marco looks kind of like despondent and just depressed and just kind of like looks at Ravnus and just says, um, kind of sheepishly, we should probably pack up the camp and get going before they change their mind in case they are dangerous. They, they are. I learned of a path that could be leading us to where we need to go, so we might as well get going. Roxana is going to say, it's going to be dark soon. It will be colder at night, but if we need to go outside, the cover of darkness may help us travel without being accosted by the dragons. We can find a new safe spot to set up camp where they don't know where we are in case they decide to come back and do something about it. Roxana will nod and she'll start taking down her like bedroll and packing it up and starting directing others on like basically packing up camp i'm sorry marco marco would probably look but he doesn't like he's certainly not angry but it's kind of like uh just kind of a blank expression of sadness and then gonna go start sit, like putting his stuff up <laughs> now i feel bad <laughs> um if if Marco's far enough away to not hear us, I am going to say, Hey, Ravnus, you were I think you were totally right. I mean, it's not just that group. There was a whole I haven't told Marco this, but there is a whole huge amount of people that this group splintered off from, and if we saved them, then, you know, I know Marco wouldn't be happy about not saving everyone. They're gonna be much better off with a with a, a some sort of flare sent out. They split off from Kazath, they said. Oh, Kazuntite. Um, oh, I don't know what the name of the group was. Um, yeah. It, it was I don't think it's a good idea to help them. They're yeah. working I, with... I, I mean, they're working with the Pirates of Gith. Reuniting them would be reuniting them with the Pirates of Gith. Oh, that's... Got it. Okay. Well, okay. Um, boy, uh, if you ever feel comfortable telling Marco that so I don't have to give him this weird work around anymore, that's awesome, but I totally understand if you want your privacy. I, I can talk to him. Okay, thank God. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Oh, also, those guys were going to take a hostage. I have no idea why they didn't, but they did seem skeevy. <laughs> I might still be planning on it. Oh, that's nice. Well, then we need to it double... It would make less sense when we're all standing there and they're coming at us from the front. They might be trying to pick one of us off. You have a point. Maybe we should double up on watches tonight or just actually take the path through. I'll talk to Marco. Okay. And she heads over to Marco. Marco is probably just like packing up his kit and is just kind of like putting everything together. Marco? What, uh, yes? Ravnus, yes. I was the one 
if you couldn't tell who told Luckbeak that I didn't think that this was a good idea. Um, well, I mean, I appreciate you telling me, but um, you were correct, I guess. They're with the pirates of Gith, Marco. I don't think that this is good to get involved with. Would that spark anything in me, Nick? I, I mean, you've heard of the Pirates of Gith before. They have come up. Mm-hmm. To your understanding, they are just like yet another splinter faction of the Gith peoples, mm-hmm. specifically outcasts of both Gith Yankee and Gith Zarai that basically just kind of like do what they want, pillaging through wild space. Ravnus, I'm, I understand. I get it. You know, it makes total sense. And at the end of the day, it's the correct decision to make. I'm... I haven't been myself recently, and probably on a different day I would have hyper-analyzed the situation and then come to the conclusion that it was very dangerous to do so, but, I mean, it's complicated, but I saw a sign and for some reason my senses left me and I became superstitious. Um, I think I should probably be the one apologizing that I got us into a very dangerous situation out of a very, very foolhardy decision you became superstitious i um i'm going to say no generally speaking but in the moment something happened that made me kind of i guess leave the world of logic if that kind of makes sense it's, it's kind of just a, a lapse of judgment and for some reason it, it seemed like this was the right decision to make and they seemed to be in horrific spirits and i I wanted to be helpful, and I mean, considering what I had just seen, it, it kind of it, it kind of made sense to me that 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 helping them would make sense. Is is any of this making sense? I think so. Okay, good, because it's not to me. I'm sorry. That's okay. I'm glad that I'm making sense. Now. But regardless, um, I'm sorry that I got us in that situation, and I probably should have consulted with you first because I know that you are far better at these things than I am. I don't know that that's true. I do not know how to respond to that, I'll be honest with you. I I don't know, Marco. I guess it depends on if your goal is to stay alive as long as possible or to do good things. I think that we have different paths with that. Well... um, that does make sense to me Um, but I guess in this survival situation is kind of what I was getting at that you would be much better at knowing who might be dangerous and who not and I mean considering the fact that you knew that they were pirates of Gith uh, kind of proved positive in in this regard yeah I just don't want you to think that it was the wrong thing to do to want to help people, I guess. Um, so, Ravnus, then what am I supposed to do while we're here? I mean, it's it's kind of, yet now I'm just even more confused because it's, uh, who, who needs to be saved and who doesn't kind of deal. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I think it should be us first, if you're asking what I think. And we should not with the pirates of Gith because they could do bad things to us. They will do bad things to us. Okay. Um, good to know. So either way, I guess thank you. And I will try to keep in mind that I should save people. And that it's not wrong to inherently just kind of turn your back to somebody. Yeah. Luckbeak would have probably given you something better to think about but he told me to talk to you so that's what I have um you know Ravnus you're a great friend and I appreciate you I appreciate you too so as you're having this conversation everyone is kind of packing up camp all around Merrick kind of like sitches his backpack up and over his cloak and packed up first because he didn't have a whole lot and he's kind of waiting by the door and he seems to see something and goes and picks something up off the ground just outside the door hey uh guys i think those guys might have dropped something he holds up a piece of parchment folded in half oh no as he's kind of saying this he unfolds it 
And Marco, you see a glyph ignite, and suddenly Merrick vanishes. Not our boy. Oh. <laughs> They've taken our boy. Luckbeak yells uh, and immediately, like, runs to where he was. Yeah, you see the, the, the parchment is actually hovering, floating down to the ground and lands. And you see that there is uh, a glyph, like, burned into the parchment now. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. Well, well uh, Mar- Margo, you, ha- you have to take us down to where they were. Um, of course. Of course. And he, uh, Marco kind of stands up, grabs his things, and just kind of goes down the stairs. Yeah, but, but I mean, but everybody. I mean, we all need to go down. We need to overpower them. There's, uh, this is, uh, they're taking him hostage. Um, I kind of figured that that was what was happening. Oh, okay. That wasn't a revelation. Okay. But, uh... (laughs) 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 It's, I mean, the alternative is they could have just tossed him into space, and if that was the case, then why would they need a ship? But either way, I'm sure he's alive and with them. Fucking, he... Flapwing blanches. He's just white (laughs) instead of black and white now. (laughs) We shouldn't take everybody, though. If we leave the camp completely unattended and all of our stuff, they could just be doing something like this to come and collect our things. Okay, okay. Um, the three of us could probably take them. There were nine people emaciated, unarmed, and unarmored. Yep, okay, let's go. Run down the stairs. Okay. You head downstairs, and you see this group kind of standing and waiting for you, kind of in front of their burning pile of books. And... You see that Heron and Rinzar are kind of standing there to either side of Braumera, the Duragar, and she is holding a dagger that seems to be made out of shadowy magic to Merrick's throat and is holding his hair with her other hand. And Heron is going to say, I wanted to do this peacefully, but you didn't give us any other choice. Not our boy. Mm, my son. <laughs> With great power comes great responsibility. In a city forever in the throes of the battle of good versus evil, a new team of heroes is arising. Follow the action-packed adventures of superheroic teens, Limelight, Juno, Jackrabbit, Blazar, and Strawvix as they uncover corruption, fight the bad guys, and defend their high score at the arcade. A new generation is rising in Halcyon City. The team is standing on the shoulders of giants, and they have a long way to fall. Fables Around the Table Super premieres July 28th wherever you get your podcasts. See, the truth is, though, if we really wanted to, like, make it big, what we'd do is we'd, like, pick one of the other podcasts and, like, figure out a way to start beat. <laughs> <laughs> we need to YouTube drama our way up the totem pole. Uh, yeah, I mean, that is how this works. <laughs> like, truly, it is a mark of our honor that we haven't done this. Oh, shit. Who can we, who can we start fights with? We need to start a fight with It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Oh, oh you're right. Yeah. Yeah. What, what would we fight over, though? Saker. Saker. <laughs> <laughs> just make it really so awkward. Oh, it's really just us versus Evan. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's what this is. Check out patreon.com slash project derailed and subscribe for more Derailed Off the Rails. Projectderailed.com Excuse me. Get it out of my Nicholas. <laughs> Jesus Christ. See, I burped once away from the microphone, turned back to the microphone, and immediately unleashed another one. <laughs> oh, keep this in. Keep this in. <laughs> now this goes this is the stinger at the end of the episode. Oh nice. Okay. God, my burp peaked my track. <laughs> <laughs>